episode number. Now this is the, the Loonies episode because we got five on no. it. You feel me? Number five <laughs> got five on it. <laughs> we are on episode five. Welcome back to the hottest podcast in the streets, the Touch the City podcast. Yes, I am sir. one half of the podcast, Facts Mercury, and my current Twitter handle is, why don't I even remember it? <laughs> it's the sick of Shaw Ferguson. I'm keeping the quarantine names going until we're all done with this. If you think I'm anywhere near done with the names and you have not known me on Twitter long enough. And I'm joined with my co-host, <laughs> the legendary Warzone Call of Duty player himself. Your boy at Twin4K, Tunny in the flesh, a.k.a. Mike Fleming, you know, young Mike Fleming from Ozark. <laughs> Got all the solutions, got the hammer on deck. You already know he the hunter. I'm only on season two. Please do not spoil it for me, anybody, if you follow me on Twitter, because people are going crazy with season three. I'm only on season two. But yes, sir, I'm in the flesh. And yeah, you know, we're, we're here on this lovely Sunday. Uh, well, obviously, we're recording on Sunday, but yeah, we're here. <laughs> yeah, right. We're here doing the thing. So how how you been this week? Um, You know, I've been chilling, man. You know, just... uh. You know, uh, locking in with this quarantine, trying to find ways to be productive, uh, you know, improvement on my stream, kind of, um, as we kind of like noted before, uh, playing Warzone and yeah, just, you know, grinding, bro. Like, that's really what I've been on. How about yourself? Uh, what the fuck I've been doing? I actually mm-hmm. been making a decent amount of music. Uh, hey. just, I don't know. I'm just like pulling from weird places. I guess like now, like I, I look back and like just periods of, uh, and not as not necessarily inspiration of just periods of like what I make just comes out feeling the same. Mm-hmm. But now I just realize like, okay, like that's not a bad thing. Or like maybe I'm t- I'm too critical of myself, so it sounds all the same to me. But if I play to somebody else, I'd be like it doesn't sound the same. But I'm always looking for threads that like connect things. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like, oh, this has this one sound that sounds just like this. And to me, I'm like, oh, that sounds too similar. But mm-hmm. it's like it might just be a general vibe that sounds similar, but it's it's not that big of a deal. But I really like what I've been coming up with recently. Uh, I don't know. It's just a, a weird pocket I'm pulling from. But it all like I'm coming from like different places but then i like center it with something that's like okay like that could be really out there but i put this on it so now people are gonna be like oh okay this is different but it's still good oh no that's fire bro and yeah i mean you know obviously you've been providing the streets with that fire you know that those those facts fridays you know really been you know you've been holding the streets down during this coronavirus epidemic so you know we salute you man you know doing your work um you know but yeah you know i mean between the war zone obviously as a uh, central worker, I've still been working remotely, so I've been working yeah. from home, doing my thing, uh, you know, as an IT worker. L3, so I haven't really been required to do much. A lot of it has been just administering, uh, you know, RSA tokens and doing a lot of VPN remote work right now, um, setting up accounts and things like that on the back end. So, uh, yeah, I mean, all in all, I've really been able to chill. So, I mean, you know, a lot of people I know are out there going hard during this you know, whether it's sanitation workers, you know, the people in the medical field, obviously on the front line, you know, dealing with the, the patients firsthand. A lot of people are dealing with this in different ways. So I'm really just thankful yeah. to be dealing with it the way I am, you know. That's a hell of a point there, too. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, everybody's that's yeah, everyone is dealing with this shit in different ways. Yeah, for real. Mm-hmm. Salute. I'm not going to call the healthcare people heroes because what that does is take away the fact that they're people. Mm-hmm. So I just want to salute the people that are out, that are on the front lines, not the Fact. heroes, because we should be giving them more protections following this. And people yeah. are just going to write them off as heroes and be like, you you know, you guys are doing you guys are doing great. You guys are doing wonders for the world. But those people mm-hmm. are going to need help. They need help now. They're going to need help after this. 
amount yeah. of therapy, the fucking health care that these people like the stress of having to go to work. You're probably gonna have to sleep there because you can't go back home to your family because you're interacting with COVID nineteen COVID nineteen patients all day long. Like Bruh. that video of homie, like his son hasn't seen him in like two months or whatever, and like his son's about to run to him, and like he has to put the hand, like no, you have you could only you have to stay back. And like mm-hmm. my man's like broke down and started crying. I was like, Jesus Christ, like that's yeah. rough. Like it's, I, it's, it's just incredible, bro. Like actually, I've seen that. Yeah, it's something that you won't really think about. Like that's like an angle that you know doesn't really pass through your mind when people are going through this. You know, people key key and ha ha. You know, about a lot of different things that come out of this. And you even see certain people, you know, ignoring, you know, the social distancing and getting together. Like, nah, this is, is real, bro. Like, people are losing loved ones. You know, like, I personally, you know, know people that have been affected by this. People have lost loved ones. So it's incredible. Like, you know, you, you really got to be serious about this. Appreciate, you know, your health. If you do have health and, you know, take this, you know, pretty serious, you know, because like, and, and actually, you know what, to hit one more time on what you said, I do find mm-hmm. it interesting on that heroes. I feel like heroes on itself is, it's almost a negative thing. Like, you know, when they always like don you a hero or like, if you're on a newsreel and they're like donning you heroes or, oh, now they're heroes. Like, you don't want to be called heroes. Typically that always comes with a negative thing. Like, yo, unfortunately you're a hero because you're dealing with the bullshit side effect. Of having a right. yo, it's wow. yo. that's a fucking point right yo, there, man. You said that's that shit, it really, yo, it's crazy, son. Whether it's like Dude, the military, whether it's it, yo, it, oh my god, son. It's oh crazy. my god, you are one hundred percent correct. Uh-huh. Heroes, it, that's that's true. Listen, the amount of times that you've been called a hero is because you're facing adversity, but the system itself is why you have adversity. It's, it's not failing you. Situation, exactly. It's failing you, and yet what have should has failed you found some way to pass that. Mm-hmm. So it makes you a hero, but the situation was shitty from the get-go. Yeah. It's like they handed you shit and said, make a souffle out of it. And yeah. someone actually did. And they're like, oh, my God, you're a hero. That's not supposed to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's just like, oh, okay. Yo, yeah, bro, he's a like, hero. Uh, you know, it's not, just to like- too, not to get too into it, but you know, you know Pat Tillman, right? Oh wait, no, I'm pretty. I'm he sorry. Mm-hmm. He's a military. Basically, he's a, he's a military guy. You know, he like say, I believe he saved his crew or something like that. And he had like. Oh wait, you know what? I heard of the story. Actually, yeah. I do know the story. Uh, let me make sure I I, uh, I did this. Well, first he was in. Actually, he was in uh, uh, the NFL, and then he left the NFL to go into the draft. I believe. Yes, I know exactly uh, who it is. I know who exactly yeah, it is. Yeah, Just yeah, because yeah, you told are. me that specific fact. Yeah. Let me. See. Uh, I'm trying to read this to make sure I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Trying to get the facts right from exactly. Facts Mercury, Touch the City <laughs> podcast, number one for your information. Oh, yeah, they were. He became a ranger and then he was deployed in 2004. Mm-hmm. Wow, he was an army ranger. Shit. That's and fine. He was initially reported to have been killed by enemy combatants. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people were wounded in the incident, but they were attacked in apparent ambush. It was not until after his burial that investigations were launched, eventually ruling his death to have come by friendly fire. Mm. So he was killed by somebody he knew. And he spoke about... and the, So what I mean... All right, not to branch too far, but what I mean with the Pat Tillman shit is that he's deified as a hero. Mm-hmm. But a lot of who deifies him as a hero are the same people that he criticized. He was very vocal. or like, And I believe through his wife is very vocal about like, bro, this is, you know... The shit that we're doing out here is horrible. Like, why, you know, like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so, like, that That shit is crazy. Like, I I mean, you know, the, the whole notion of being a hero, like, you know, I, I, I just don't even want that. To me, that's just like a Band-Aid or some just title that they use to kind of, oh, you know, we fucked up, but yeah, you know what, he's a hero for making the sacrifice. Like, 
I know nah, right. I don't want to be that hero, man. Like y'all should do the right things, put me in the, the the best position to succeed and do the right thing. I'm already putting my life on the line. You know, let me do it the best way I can. And, Bro, his know. his journal was fucking burned. Like the, the his journal was like destroyed. Or and my man said he didn't want to. He he knew he was famous, but he didn't want to be used for like military propaganda. Mm. And he fucking said he was speaking out about the war. And like, mm. but they ruling his they rule his death like by friendly fire, like that like he probably was murdered. Wow. So, but anyways, like again, just a, an example of a hero or how it could come with negative connotations. You know, you do something you champion, but more often than not, like you're cast out immediately after. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you can look at that through fucking history. Look, they'll call, oh, Martin Luther King was a hero. But, you know, get your civil rights, all right? Get your civil yeah. rights, black man. Then when he started trying to work on unionizing workers and shit, they were like, whoa, whoa, buddy, we got to the civil rights. Ah, don't do all of this now. Don't do all of this. Know, yeah. know your, know lane, your place. Right? Know your know place. Know your place. Yeah. And look how place. the government was like, nah, nah, nah. You're trying to, you're messing with capitalism. No, 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 sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So no, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, history shows right, and so we're doing this again with these people, and they're gonna come out of this, ain't shit gonna be done from them for them mm-hmm. going forward. Nah, exactly, That's and I really do feel for them. I really, really do. Like for all the nurses and like the doctors that I know, anybody who's medically involved, you know, please take care. Please, please take as care as as um well as you can. And I mean, you know. I, I, you, you really are making the ultimate sacrifice. You know, anybody who's make, making these decisions to go up and willingly know that you're putting yourself in harm's way, being outside, you know, you are making that ultimate sacrifice that I can't commend you enough for. There's, there's not even, there's, there's no compensation. I don't think that I can give you, you know, other than the praise of words and the praise of thanks. That's, that's really what I can give you. You're like, right. Like if somebody mm-hmm. told you like, all right, go work here. There's a virus that could kill you. Mm-hmm. If be one hundred, and then but but and then imagine what would you do? You would absolutely not go. And but these people are going. They basically mm. have. They know this. You're walking out there every time you walk out there and you help other people. You're putting. You're gonna die. Like you know, you might die. Yeah, you could put yourself in a fatal position. Exactly, in a fatal position just by helping these people. And these people are like, listen, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah, or, no, and it's beyond just that. It's you know what? Like I, I want to help these people, no matter how it puts me in harm's way. I'm making that sacrifice knowing that, yeah, this could lead to my death directly, but these people need my fucking help, so I'm going to do that shit. And that, yeah. that's that's what it comes down to, just the, the pure goodness of other people saying, like, listen, I know what I'm doing, but I need to do this, you know? No, nah, yeah. It's like hell to do so. Exactly. So, good for those fucking people. Or So, but anyway, so, <clears throat> I think I'm going to let you handle this one, but we spoke about it in the previous podcast. Mm-hmm. And I thought it would, this we both agreed that this would be better to make an uh, more or less like an entire episode dedicated to this. So um, um, I'll yeah. let you handle this, but I'm super excited for this conversation, and I think it's gonna be a really good one. Oh yeah, we're, we're facts. Without further ado, let me go ahead and get started. Then, um, uh, so actually, I was on Twitter. I think I, sometime last week, you know, Twitter uh, thousands of conversations a day, if not millions. Forget about it. Um, a good conversation about vulnerability, specifically, you know, vulnerability is specifically in the male community. And obviously with me and Justice, obviously with guys, uh, I thought it would be a great conversation to kind of get into, you know, um, just in general, like, let's start here, for instance, you know, male, male vulnerability, you know, within relationships, you know, like how males can be viewed, 
specifically, you know, amongst their friends for how they handle their relationships and, you know, how they behave versus, you know, in their relationships versus how they'll be behaving when they're with their friends. You know, why is that a thing? Like, why, why do people or men in general, like, why do we feel that necessary, um, you know, commitment or requirement to have specific behaviors around specific people? Like, you know, we, we can be vulnerable, like, why can't we just be vulnerable on one level, regardless of who we're with? You know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. think that's kind of the conversation that um that I kind of want to jump on, because I feel like, you know, in my personal opinion, you know, vulnerability, like I keep it 100, like all the time, like my vulnerability level is just like the same vulnerability level. Like, like the way I'm vulnerable with shy, like I'll be vulnerable with my homies. Like, I'm not going to sit here and, and try to be different. You know, I'm not going to sit here and try to, like, have a filter about anything in particular, like, just because, you know, I'm speaking to a guy and, you know, I'm, I'm weird, like, thinking, like, okay, this dude, like, I'm not going to be, like, looking at you, like, okay, I can't say, yo, Justice, I love you, because Justice is going to think of me some type of way. Like, I'm being yeah. too vulnerable to him in the moment. You know, like, I feel like guys go through that. And I just feel like, you know, it's such a weird, you know, stigma. Like, cause I even, you know what, you know what it was, I think in that thread specifically, and I hate jumping around, you know, I'm a little off the, the, the boozy right now. Sorry guys. <laughs> I'm, but, um, I'm a little off that goose right now. That goose right now. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, like to hit specifically on what I saw in the thread, it was just like, I saw like, you know, certain, it was like certain like comments, you know, certain people were agreeing that, you know, okay, like with women, you know, a guy is supposed to be a certain type of way and with a man, a, a, a man is supposed to be a certain type of way. And I'm just like, you know, I don't know about, I kind of wanted to pick your brain, I guess, in general, I, you know, I was all over the place, but what do you even think about vulnerability? Like, where do you, where, what do you think about male vulnerability? Um, Like, at least let's say start between me and you. Like, okay, is there a certain filter that you feel like you need to have, like, I, when having conversations between me and you? And obviously, I feel like I have, I know the answer, but obviously for the listeners, you know, like, what do, what should they know about that from a male's perspective? Um. All right. So in regards to me and you, like, I think everyone has a little bit of a filter. And I don't think, like, I, I well, one, me and you are really vulnerable. Mm -hmm. but we've established a relationship I wish we could do that. And, like, normally... I think over time I've become, you know, my emotional intelligence has grown. So therefore I understand like, you know, it's, it's stupid to put up this quote unquote exterior, you know, like it's okay to express certain things about yourself. Mm. So I'm more willing uh, in the last few years more to be more open. And I, I grew up that way. So it was kind of like, you know, over time I, you know, that, that was became the wrong thing to do, quote unquote, you know, be vulnerable or like have a certain level of sensitivity. So you kind of tuck that away. Because, you know, you're going to get poked fun at or whatever. You know, everybody does shit to, to internalize stuff. And that's not necessarily right because, you know, that means you're subjected to bullying or whatever. Anyway, mm -hmm. so over time, you know, I've gone back to being a lot more sensitive, a lot more vulnerable about things. So I think in terms of me and you, though, um, no, nah, there's nothing really like I can't disclose to. Mm -hmm. Like, I just think I'm more of like if like if the topic calls for it, I'll bring it up. But mm -hmm. if like I, I'm not going to go out of my way to maybe say something. But, you know, I always try to check in on you and shit like that. Like, you know, I, I always, you know, I, I need to know how you're doing. And, like, I'm fine with just being like, yo, you are, you know, how's everything? You good? Mm. And, like, you know, like, I, I, that's stupid. I'm not going to not check on my homie. Like, that's yeah. dumb. So, you know, I, I think, like, uh, like, we're pretty vulnerable. I guess it's just how we express it is more, like, we get it. We know each other really well. So mm. I think we're just kind of like, nah, it's like an unspoken, like, nah, I, I understand. Like, if I do something, you know what I really mean. 
Okay. Yeah, no. Okay, so I understand. And I, and I actually vibe with that. You see, like, I completely resonate with that that ideology, that, you know, mentality, even between, you know, us as boys. And I guess I was specifically even, you know, just, you know, referring and just kind of get a, a feel of just what two homies or two, you know, guys in general, like, you know, that should be our, like, ideology. Like, there shouldn't be this, like, extra sensitive or extra corny you know, mindset on how we interact. Like if I'm being vulnerable in a moment or turned up in a moment, you know, if I'm drunk and I'm rambling or I'm, you know, being on about something or being lit, you know, it shouldn't be a kiki ha ha moment about like the stupidest things. And I just feel yeah. like, you know, that mentality is just so tired. Like, you know, whether it's at work or, you know, it's on the Xbox live parties or things like oh, that. Man, it's just, yeah. yeah, bro. Like, and you know what it is? I think that stuff, like, I'm starting to realize it more because I'm trying to like be a little bit back more into the scenes, kind of popping in and out of different parties and seeing how people mm-hmm. are. And I'm kind of just like seeing like, and you know, I'm not like sitting here trying to say I'm like better than anybody, but it's like, you know, mentally where I feel like I am versus where like I hear certain conversations are day to day. And it's just kind of like, man, like, yo, you know, it's funny, but it's just like, all right, man, like, come on, son. Like, dudes can't even be vulnerable, bro. Like, or dudes is going to sit here and crack a joke every 10 seconds. Every 10 seconds, or are you going to say and something? And you know what that, that really is? It's like society teaches guys to be that way. To, yeah. to just straight up, you know, like, don't be sensitive. X, Y, and Z. And, that, and, mm-hmm. and so, like, it's stupid that, you know, you're at this age and people are still doing that. Like, it, it's, you know sometimes like men just take longer to do, you know, like emotional intelligence, but that's because society tells us for men, it's not important. You know, it brushes over things that we should be discussing or things that we shouldn't be doing, but just chalks them up and says, eh, you know, don't worry about it. That's guys being guys, you know, like it's always, you know, Oh, uh, your son is sensitive. He's, you know, oh, your son's a prissy boy. Cause he's sensitive. Nah, yeah. that, what does that have to do with anything? And so it's, you know, it, it gives that negative connotation from the get go, and it feeds that vicious cycle. You you know, somebody who might be sensitive is now going to tuck it under their belt, maybe start poking fun of people who are sensitive. And that's vicious cycle continues. People just getting, you know, and you're you're suppressing this thing that you should be talking about. Like, guy, like in, in, here's an example. Like, guys really get angry. Like, I think every guy has a capacity to get, like, extremely angry. Mm, like, yes, you know, sir. like, very... And, you know, everybody plays games. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. At that time, you might throw your controller. But Slam like, your desk or start cursing, but you look know? At, right, like, look how normalized that is. That's not fucking healthy to be that angry that you have to, you know, physically do something about it. The only way to express that anger is through physical violence yeah. or, like, you have to hit something. That's not a healthy fucking thing to do. Exactly. But how normalized it is and we all kind of brush over it is that's not really the right move, you know? And people try to say, like, oh, I'm fine, I'm calm. Like, no, like, you doing that is... And that's and every time you do that, that becomes your way of decompressing. And so you don't think that's going to translate over into if, you know, the game is making you mad, you punish the game. So it's not hard to believe if a woman's making you mad, you're going to punish the woman. You see what I'm saying? Like, if it becomes you lash out at your problems physically, guess what? Every time you have a problem, you're going to lash out at it physically. Mm -hmm. If somebody's pissing you off, you're not going to think about you're going to, your mind is now defaulted to this is how I lash out. So it's going to be shut the fuck up and a punch following it. Yeah, no, it's it's like that's why like I say, yeah, you know, it's it's very important for guys to just definitely be, you know, vulnerable in general. And I mean, just hitting off of that subject when you like speak for, about being vulnerable within your relationships, you know, you really want to be vulnerable with your partner or, you know, whoever you're speaking to, you know, like cuz like for instance, you know, when I look at me and Cheyenne, you know, the fact that I'm able to literally speak to her when I call her, you know, my best friend, 
you know, I could literally speak to her about anything in the world. You know, there's no level of emotion that I'm afraid to show. I, I could cry in front of her. I could like, you know, unfortunately, if I am angry because I am a fluid, flawed woman, if I'm flipping out in front of her, I could flip out in front of her, blow steam off in front of her, you know, show my range of emotions. You know, regardless of who I am, I can show every single flaw of who I can be, be a vulnerable human being. And, um, you know, the fact that I guess she knows me like that and still can accept me, you know, and I feel like you, I've done the same thing in front of you. You know, the fact that you guys yeah. all know me like that and still accept me like for who I am, it means that much more. It makes our relationship that much stronger, our understandings yeah. that much stronger. And overall, like it just makes, yo, imagine it's it's almost like, like, and I think it even speaks into a greater conversation of just like people walking around, like realistically having to act with a facade. And I think I kind of noted that in the beginning when I said like, you know, you really got to walk around and act like, okay, like this is how I have to act or this is how I have to, behave or, you know, I can't be vulnerable or no, I not, nobody can know about this. Or, you know, just like you said, I don't want to look like a wuss or a sissy prissy dude. Like, and you just, it really will eat at you, yo. Like it'll eat at you, it'll tear at you. It'll be something that, you know, you end up like holding stupid little grudges and, and, you know, you just, it really eats and changes who you can be or develop to be as a person in the future. Like, so you really just don't want to hold on to those things. And I, you know, I think I preach vulnerability. Vulnerability is very, very important, you know. It's important. You know, I think it's, it's vulnerability is that symbiotic relationship. Like you give it to somebody and you receive it. But it also, you get something in return, like letting that off your chest to someone, you're now relieved of it because now this other person knows and they might be able to help or even just, you know, getting that off your chest because having conversations with people is necessary because, you know, that's why isolation drives people wild. You have to have human interaction after a while. Mm -hmm. So when you're able to talk to somebody or you have somebody that close that you don't have to think about, ooh, uh, maybe not mention this because, you know, they're going to think I'm this, that, and the third. And with your significant other, you should not feel that way. You should be able to, you know, not even think about it at the drop of the hat. Just tell them how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Like if you do not have that relationship with your significant other, like that's, it's very lacking in something. Cause that's important. Like if you're, if you really love somebody, it sh- you should not think about the shit. And you know, of course there are times where you're like, you know what? I don't want to burden them with what they're dealing with and stuff like that. But you know, when you're able to tell, uh, tell them, or you might realize they're like, listen, like, you know, you can't burden me, like, just tell me and you can finally tell them, but you know, it's, it's rewarding, you know, in in order to be, to make stronger connections, but also to help yourself, you have to be able to express that shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. And that's a fact. Like when you like, especially, and to hit on another note, like when you are like, like masking things and you know, you're not really being a hundred percent transparent or trying to be as transparent as you, because you like, I don't want to say like, there's like levels. Cause I do think that you should be as transparent as you deem like you should be fit. as transparent as yeah as you exactly yeah. as you as deem you deem fit. fit but you know at the same time realistically you know you shouldn't be a piece of shit with for the lack of better terms so you don't want to be like like trans like not transparent in ways that's you know malicious you know at the end of the day like you know obviously your decisions is gonna forge the 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 fate of your relationship so you don't want to sit here and be an asshole anyway. Think- Mm-hmm. Like I, I separate for me, I do that where I separate, I guess, like two different parts. Like I can tell you, oh, hey, you know, if somebody brings up, oh, yeah, you know, uh, I had a depression. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I have really bad days or somebody, you know, asked whatever question. Like if somebody would shit up asking, have you ever thought about killing yourself? Uh, yeah, I'd be like, yes. And mm-hmm. I tell them it would be because for me, I can separate like things about my mental health or like certain topics 
without feeling that it's too personal because I'm not telling you intricate aspects of my life. Like I'm not telling you memories or connections with people that I have, you mm-hmm. know? So if I feel like I'm just talking about abstract concepts, I'm willing to share that because I can separate it, you know, like it's, that can apply to a lot of people, you know, like having X, Y, and Z. I'm not the only person dealing with X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Like having, you know, like certain bringing up like, oh, my relationship with my sister is this. My relationship with my mother is this. That will take for me a little bit more time due to the fact that it's it's actually personal. You know, I'm discussing actual people. <laughs> yeah, no. That's, so that's it, the separator for me. No, yeah, that's, that, and that like honestly is, is a great separator. And I mean, you know, for you, like specifically, and I know if like for me, you know, like my separator would be like, and and I'm sorry, I'm fucking like flipping out right now. This is why you should not smoke hookah and drink uh, drink wine at the same time. <laughs> but um, no, seriously, at the same time, like when like you really just look at like just masculinity as a whole and then male vulnerability, like it just really gets to be a, a really like just toxic bad. Like because I guess you know for me, I was really looking at it in a toxic like from the standpoint of you know you can really be like unfortunately like you know like kind of box into a corner mentally where you you start to unfortunately like hate things about yourself or like things about your um you know your life so like not me specifically but I'm just speaking to the like the guys that I've met in life or you know the people that I work with sometimes when you hear like certain of your friends, like the way they might speak about like their relationships, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's pretty crazy to hear the things that might come out of their mouth about, you know, the woman becomes, that they're with. Yeah. And it yeah, becomes it, like ingrained to it. It's like you're, it's like a self-feedback loop. Like yeah. so you now learned this ideology. So it's the only lens you look through it, but it's to a point where you're only seeking confirmation bias at that point. You're exactly. only going to either surround yourself with people with, who will, you know, believe the same thing or, it's it's so ingrained into you that like you can't you know if somebody tells you otherwise like it's like nah bro you're on x y and z bullshit yeah you know you you you're on x y and z you could only be surrounded by pretty much yes men and you know you pretty much go home every single night to a you know just be unhappy you know you just indulge in just unhappiness with your your partner you know like you're always fighting like when you just think about like bottling all those things up and just not like not being able to fully express yourself just like, just be a hundred. And, um, you know, like I just truly preach that at least within the relationship, you know, just vulnerability in general. And, vulner- and vulnerability really, come, really comes down. All of this shit really comes down to like emotional intelligence. Yeah. If you're emotionally intelligent, you know, when to be vulnerable, you uh-huh. know, this is an opportunity. I believe I trust these people. I can disclose this information and feel, um, somewhat confident that they're going to take it in a way that's, you know, keeps our relationship intact. But, so because of that, or yeah, so because of that, like you, you, uh, that emotional intelligence like, allows you to, to weave through that. But when you lack emotional intelligence, you can't see the bigger picture uh-huh. because you're stuck in that fucking box. You can't, emotional intelligence comes with uh, so many things like empathy, sympathy, X, Y, and Z. So, you know, you, you, you have people who are in toxic fucking relationships and, you know, it might be the other person, but it could be also you and it could, uh-huh. or it could be both of you, both of you are toxic for each other. But because you don't have that emotional intelligence, you now can't see their side or you might not be able to realize like, yo, this is bothering me in such a way. Like, why am I still here? Uh-huh. Do you think and you're not asking yourself these fucking questions. And so you're sitting there in a loop thinking this is how the shit should be. But uh-huh. no, you don't have the it, it, you're lacking the intelligence to basically be self-aware and be like, this is shitty for me. Like this, this is not worth doing or like uh, we are not right for each other. But some uh-huh. people just stick through that shit because they just I don't know for 
bunch of different reasons. Is that, a, I mean, I don't know. I guess like, you know, I guess like I've had, you know, obviously female friends and then, you know, male friends that both do. But is that as just a male thing? Like, I feel like males definitely struggle with that more though. Like being just more- with Self-awareness? Yeah, self-awareness. Like just being more self-aware to just acknowledge that, you know, maybe they're not happy, like that they're just being toxic. They might want something that they don't want. And I guess like this is kind of just like, you know, specifically, like let's say if they're in a relationship, yeah. they want something in that, that relationship, but they don't fully want like all the obligations of that relationship, bro. So, yeah. you know, get out the relationship, you know, I think, why do right. you struggle and, with that? You know, and I guess that's a specific example, you know. And like it's it's because, you know, when you have those things where it's like, a, a, um, like you were saying, it's just men. And I think because it's society really coddles men emotionally. It demands a lot of them physically, but mentally, emotionally, it's like, you know, Men are taught to be the breadwinners. It's go to work, do your yeah. shit, eat your family. You know, it's yeah, they require real to be task. just the masculinity. You know, they right, and so, and so masculinity is like eat, fuck, you know, do yeah. man things. Are you know, like no time for other shit. Mm-hmm. And so you know, it, it comes with a, a point where you know it now that's become embedded into this person's head or these these people's heads. So when you get into relationships or you're dealing with people, you're thinking from that fucking lens, mm-hmm. and that's not always you know. Cause the first thing I hear to do is him, like, yo, so she's fucking, she got me tripping. Like, I don't got time for that shit. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so then leave. <laughs> like, <laughs> so then what leave. are you doing, man? So I don't have do. time for it. So but clearly, you do because you're still sitting in the relationship. Yeah, I don't got time for that. And like, it's not to say like that guy might not be toxic to his girlfriend, but like, if you're that upset in a relationship, then you need to have the self awareness to leave. Yeah, and that emotional intelligence comes from the self awareness. And niggas is not self-aware sometimes. Yeah. Just don't have emotional intelligence. They're of course, not it's a myriad of factors too dealing with like, you know, some people grow up, you know, you've experienced something extremely traumatizing that shapes you in an X, Y, and Z way. But, you know, from the lens of purely, you know, masculinity or uh, vulnerability. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'm even just like thinking of this now, like as you, you, you were speaking, I'm literally just thinking about how like it just affects male socialization overall. Like, when you think about just the limits of being like unable to be vulnerable, like me, myself, like I know, like, and I kind of just hit on the, the, the notion of, you know, when you're at work, for instance, or, you know, you're, you're even like amongst friends, like certain friend groups. Like I know, for instance, I got a certain friend group where I just can't, like, sometimes I'm not gonna lie. I can't like just be myself. I like to be a hundred and I, you know, I did kind of just ramble it. That's how you know I'm drunk. I said it earlier in the podcast, yo, <laughs> I'm a hundred percent all the time. Like I know I could be a hundred percent all the time, but you know, there is like situations where you got to move in the room properly. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, unfortunately that is just what life requires. And you, you know, you find yourself in a room and you hear certain comments and certain things that are certain, like people said it, you, you know, you just kind of like start to stick out like the, the odd thumb out, you know what I mean? Or even like as certain stupid, as, as, certain, as stupid as a video game, bro. Like you'll be like, I actually ended up in our uh, random game and you know, you, you want to like do what you can to play the game, but you just hear certain things that like fly out the mouth of the other guys that are in the party. Like when I tell you certain things are like, when I tell you like that, like live chats on video games now can be cesspools for toxic masculinity. It's like some of the crap that's coming out. Like I can't be a hundred and, and tell you what, like I, I fuck with or what I, who I am or that I'm a black guy. I don't know what the hell you about to say. Like when you find out who, what the heck is coming out my mouth, like you go go crazy. So to me, it's just like, it's so like crazy. It, it really puts a limit on how yeah. well we can socialize. Yeah, because it doesn't, it was, you know, society and like you grow up with that intention to that you don't need to self reflect, mm-hmm. that don't worry about it, move on. Like it just ingrains in men like a certain level of 
you know, privileged clearly to just go about your life in a certain way where you have to deal, you know, deal with certain problems. Like women, they go through life a certain way and they're basically taught like, you know, you do X, Y, and Z for your husband or you do X, Y, and Z. And it's both detrimental to, to, to both parties because mm-hmm. it's, you know, women now bear the emotional burden. It's always, oh, go talk to your mother. Go talk to the woman in your life to handle, to get that shit off your chest. But what if she needs to get some shit off her chest, but you don't have the emotional intelligence to help her through, so she got to go to somebody else. And, you know, it makes this vicious cycle. And her helping you is cool to an extent, but, you know, you can't do the same for her. But it's, it's anyways, it's a vicious cycle between both genders about one lacking the emotional intelligence because society tells them not to, and then one taking that emotional burden because society tells them that's what they're supposed to do. And so it makes that vicious cycle where, you know, it just somebody is going to mature faster than the other because that's what society is telling them to do. You know, don't <laughs> make, don't do this. Because how, look at, like, and of course, that, 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 that comes with a certain race privilege as well. Not to get too far into all of that. Mm-hmm. That could be a whole nother. That's a, be a whole nother conversation. Yeah. But <laughs> in, in that regard, it's like, if you look at, um, remember the, the swimmer nigga, Ryan Lochte, the white yeah. dude? Yeah. Oh, they yeah, were yeah, like, oh, he's still just a child. My G, he's like 32. When yeah. they were like, oh, he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> but, you know, you got 12-year-old small black kids getting shot in the street because he had a toy gun. And, you know, shit is all sweet with that, you know? Like, everyone's like, well, he shouldn't have had the toy gun. He should have listened to what the cops were saying. Mm-hmm. So you have shit like that where, you know, white people or white men are sometimes afforded a much larger privilege to be emotionally coddled and not have to learn certain lessons or don't learn any lessons at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You know, no. like, not realize, like, you know, you're doing, you've constantly been doing this since age one or age whatever like you know uh you know like a, a lot of blame shifting and shit like that oh why is mm-hmm. it my fault that i did this and you know every guy does that but you know you never grow out of that because no one tells you hey that's you know this is why that's bad yeah i guess it's just like i, I you know my thoughts are always just like ending like you know how do we fix it because i guess like when i came across the topic my mind you know this was just like and you know i think they were speaking on it it was really just i'm not going to lie they were speaking it on a very trivial level just within the relationship vulnerability you know how you know men act you know at home with their girlfriends versus how they act in the streets with their boys and um you know like my idea though is just ultimately in a grand scope of things it's just how do we fix you know just our balancing of just being vulnerable cuz i know i struggle with it like forget about it and every single argument that I get in, like I literally with Cheyenne, she literally says, yo, bro, you suck with your vulnerability. You suck at being vulnerable. You know, you bottle things up. And I know like I'm, I get, but I'm getting better. Like without question, like, it's a day by day process. But you know, what do you think are like certain things that like, for instance, you know, you say you're a vulnerable guy, like what are ways that you think that like can people, other guys can take tips from to be just more um, vulnerable overall? So, all right. I would say, and cause you, you, you got really vulnerable there. So I guess I'll, <laughs> I'll retort that or, or my response to that will be for me, what I believe I can improve on emotionally mm-hmm. is kind of the same thing, but I, I'm very, I guess I am pretty a proud person. And that's not to say like an, I'm an arrogant ass, but I'm a proud person. I think we all, I think we all are. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a proud person in the sense that like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm poor as shit. Like I grew up poor as shit, whatever. I've been on welfare. You know, I didn't know what the fuck the next time I was eating. Like it, it happens. It's whatever. Like I'm cool with that. And I'm proud of that shit. I don't give a fuck. Like I'm not somebody out here trying to flaunt a different lifestyle than what I lead. Like I'll tell you straight up, like, Yo, I, I'm, I'll eat a chopped cheese any day of the week or, you know, like whatever it takes to get to the next day because that's how I grew up. Mm-hmm. But 
that, you know, for me, that that leaves me with the mindset that I can do it all on my own. Mm-hmm. But and so that puts me in situations where I'm so fucking stressed out because I didn't ask anybody for help that now I'm like beginning to shut down. You know, I'm like beginning to be like, man, fuck all of this, whatever. When it could have been alleviated by me sucking it up and saying, you know what? I need help, mm-hmm. you know, and with whatever, whether it be, you know, I'm dealing with mental health and I'm like, I need to find a therapist, but. You know, I don't want to do all this work and stuff like that. And, you know, I don't want to have to do this or whatever the case. But if you ask somebody for help to help you with it, then you realize, okay, cool. They could help me with this. So instead of me having to search for 50,000 different therapists, I can only search for 25,000 while they take the other 25,000. And for me, I I need to, to work on that, like knowing when to ask for help in any situation. Like I'm very much up like, nah, I'll do this shit myself. Like even yeah. if it's like something tiny, like we would be like, "Oh, I said I was gonna do dishes." I'm like, "Well, I'm already standing here scrubbing the plate," mm-hmm. and like I could not have want to done the dishes, but you know I'm already like I'm here doing it, so I'm just gonna continue doing it, <laughs> yeah. whether or not I actually wanted to continue doing them. But you know, and so that's what I need to work on. But mm-hmm. at a larger scheme, oh, and but yeah, so at a larger scheme, I think the men that have become a lot more self-aware and self-awareness is not the key to everything. And, you know, I, I, I didn't want to make it sound like it was before, but it just helped. Self-awareness doesn't mean like you're always going to pick up on everything you do. It's just a matter of that. You can take the time to reflect back on what you have done and realize what you did, you know, whether it was the right choice, the wrong choice, but just the awareness to know, like, you know what, in hindsight, this was the right move or, you know, be able to look at it from all angles and understand like, okay, like in a relationship, like, oh, you know, she got mad at you for saying this. And in your head, we're like, well, I ain't mean it that way. And then not knowing, like, you know, it's it's not about, you know, oh, I'm sorry you took it that way. I didn't mean it that way. It's about how they received it and understanding, like, you're being a proud ass by saying that's not what I meant. You just mm-hmm. took it that way. Then saying, you know what? All right, I'm sorry. That's not what I intended. But I, I apologize for my wording. Um, but I see how that hurt you. You know, it's a matter of understanding and, you know, empathizing and realize, you know what, it's not just about me. You know, it takes a little bit of the ego off of yourself, have a self-awareness. Because mm. if you don't think of yourself in that way, you think that the fucking world revolves around you. But self-awareness is saying, you know what, this person's dealing with X, Y, and Z, so I'm going to I'm gonna do this, however. But I think it's, it's for the men that have become more emotionally intelligent, you pass that knowledge on. Yeah. You know, you try to show other men what they're doing wrong. Like, hey, you know, and... Of course, we all got homies that are less emotionally intelligent and they're saying things that are detrimental to other marginalized groups of people. And so, you know, it doesn't have to be a a brawl. And again, you can only do what you can. If they're not receptive to it, you know, that's that's unfortunate. But you can, you know, you can't help everybody. But, you know, you bring it up to them and you could say it in a nice manner or you could just straight up be like, yo, don't say that shit and, you know, explain it to them. But again, if you Mm want to explain it to them, cool. But you don't have to, you know, not everybody's going to be receptive. You know, it's, it's, but I, I, you know, you, you could, you have to do what you can, you know, if you really care about being emotionally intelligent and what that brings and how it could be harmful to others, then you want to pass that knowledge on because you want people you care about or other men you care about to not do that same thing. You know, it's painful to see people, you know, do stupid shit like that or say stupid shit, say ignorant shit or say, you know, gross things. And you're like, come on, man. Like, you know, I think highly of you, but when you say shit like this, this that it brings you in a group or associates you with a group of people that are not that good, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. It's a nice way to say it, but, <laughs> you know, when you 
don't want that for people you care about. So I think if you do care about being emotionally intelligent, you care about the people, then start with that. Yeah, no, you I know, think you have those conversations because they're not going to hear it from anybody else. It, it always helps hearing it from somebody you do know rather than a fucking stranger. Stranger mm. told you, like, yo, my man, that black shirt and white pants isn't working today. Mm. You're going to be like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> but you really look like shit, though. And then your yeah. man tells you that, and you're like, oh, okay. No, yeah, you definitely, you you hit on, a, you hit on pretty much, honestly, all the a lot of the points that I was going to kind of relate to, and you pretty much stole an exact example out of my mouth. I was going to use my brother as an example, you know, whether it's a, or not, you know, he, he kind of like, he usually calls on me typically for relationship advice, whether, you know, typically amongst all my brothers, we're all in long lasting relationships, all three of the elder brothers. Um, Tune sometimes will call on us and, you know, pick our minds about things. And, you know, I always try and kick him the knowledge, you know, just speaking at from somebody who's going through the experience. And I love that you were hitting on the the notion of, you know, maybe getting in an argument or not even in an argument, but like, you know, maybe like, all right, disagreement or you and your significant other are disagreeing or something or something, whatever you're, you're, you're involved in is obviously you guys aren't like seeing eye to eye. You're not Mm -hmm. in agreement on it. You can come to the realization of just seeing that situation as, all right, you know what, let me not see the situation as necessarily her not understanding my perspective, but let me try and understand, understand her perspective See it from her lens, you know, be vulnerable in the situation or, you know, like maybe, all right, if you are upset, you know, a lot of guys, some guys may get upset and just sometimes they bottle up. They would just like be like, oh, oh, no, I'm cool. I'm cool. And they won't say nothing. Bro, be vulnerable in the situation. Keep it 100 in that situation because I know me, I do that. Yeah, I, I know I do it. You know, sometimes. What do you, you gain from from holding on? From to holding what on does to it that? do for you? Exactly. Are you sparing the other person of that? And yeah. this is not just for men. That goes for women too. But Ooh, anybody too. who has that uh-huh. capacity to hold on, uh-huh. what are you doing it for? And, and like, you ask what? yourself that question. What what purpose does it serve holding at, this in? At the start of you the know? combo, I did actually say that too. You know, because this can kind of relate to men and women. You know, I you know I don't want to speak for a woman, and this is a, a, a perfect you know a way for us to segue in a, a woman. We do need to get ladies on the file hopefully at least one time whether it would be all ladies no 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 absolutely just, you know to give their perspective we'll, we'll talk about that after but I definitely yeah. want to try to start setting up no nah, for sure because you know I definitely don't <laughs> want to speak for a woman you know I don't definitely don't yeah. get that flat because you know wifey definitely listens to the pod she gives me feedback straight after the pod yeah. and you know she might say oh you know you don't want to come off as talking for women certain types of ways so I definitely always want to be transparent and, and um, vocal about not wanting to be vocal for women so yeah. um but yeah, you know, it, it is something that can be applied to both, you know, men and women. And, you know, to me, it's just, you know, bottling things up. I definitely deal with that a lot where you bottle things up and then you do realize, you know, I'm, I'm getting better to the point where it might be five minutes after you just like, oh, shit, like, right. the fuck am I, and what, what am I doing? Hold on you know? shit for a long time. But now yeah. it's like you take a deep breath. You're like. Yeah, this is you, stupid. Like, yeah, you well, might just you need know? that reset. You might need that quick timer, exactly. five to ten you minutes know? sometimes. You know, sometimes for me, it's as short as, like, a minute. And I'm just like, hey, yo, you know what? Before this even goes any further, I was bugging. Let me, let's, let's, let's restart. You know, And holding that- on to shit like that ties into another big thing that deals with all this, which is, like, mm-hmm. we mentioned it before, but, like, anger. Yeah, like this just adds so much. This adds so much anger because you're sitting on it, mm-hmm. and so basically what you're doing is you're filling a water bottle a little few drops at a time. Eventually, mm-hmm. when you fill it to the top and it can't fit more, and you add another drop, it spills that over. And that's spill exactly over. what you're doing. You hold on to the shit. It's gonna keep fucking stacking up until, mm-hmm. and you're you know you're not gonna remember the big blowout, or you might note the big blowout, but you're not gonna realize what it's doing is lowering your tolerance for it too. Yeah. What you it. might be you know, 
being willing to brush it off the first time. Now you're already so pissed from the five times before. This sixth time, you're getting a little more snappy until she does it the tenth time and you get so fucking pissed at it. When in reality, it's not a big deal, but you're so fucking angry about everything else before. Mm. But it just makes you angry in this one moment that you're like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. And, that's and I, not the right thing to do. Yeah, you know, and I, you know, and I kind of even always try to res- relay that to my brother. You know, anytime he used to ask me for the information, I'm just kind of like, you know, you'll find yourself in those situations. You're gonna end up doing that stupid tit for tat, you know. And and what you'll find sometimes, at least in that specific example, is that you'll be blinded to what was the original issue. You know, you'll you'll find yourself so deep in a stupid tit for tat. You know, you can't even be vulnerable to the point that. You know, you were just upset, you know, over something so very simple, you know, and, and, and it's just not even about that anymore. You're so far down the line, you know, you're so mentally like driven, like to to almost like win a situation now. It's not even about it's not even you, about the topic. Yo, it, you just, it, you just wanna bro, shut it's, her it's, up. Yo, it's really and poor for your mental bad. health, I guess. And yeah. in real in totality to really like just kind of sum that up, it is a very bad mental situation you will find yourself screaming yelling those explosions just like you said that you're just going to literally fill that jar until it starts to spill it over like that jar is going to overflow and it's just going to pour out at once and you know you, you you're going to just look like a nut to be honest like you, you yes just, you're going to look like a nut because and then like realistically if you are emotionally inclined and you're trying to become more intact like momentary, like whether it's five minutes later, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, like you are going to sit down and be like, oh shit, I really was bugging. Like, yo, I really am like a nut job. Like, how am I going to even like rectify the situation? Like, how you the don't, fuck am yeah. Right. You come, that's a, when you blow up, it is the point of no return. Oh you my cannot God. go back to what could have been a nice, whatever you were doing before. Yeah. You now fucked yourself. Oh my God. It's <laughs> disgusting. It's disgusting so because when it's like sometimes up. in those moments, and I guess like I don't want to, I guess I would not fuck. We going over us, but I'm like I'm, in those moments. It's just like, yo, you really just gotta commit to it because it's just like, yo, like, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna go beg, like, <laughs> I'm a beg, nah, but, oh nah, God. but honestly, what like part of being a vulnerable male, guys, a responsible one is to go beg if you are wrong and you was doing the wrong thing. But just being vulnerable to understand and own up to it is just is massive, bro. I'm telling you. Like that's a perfect first step. Massive tune. We're, we're talking about act, like actual steps and actual things you can do to to become better in that field. I'm telling you, bro. The next time you get in an argument with your significant other, or even in other aspects of your life, it doesn't have to be a significant argument. You get in an argument, your mother, your yeah, sister, your mother, sibling. your sister, your brother, your, your father, your boss. Like, let's say it could be something, but it, it wasn't massive, right? And, you know, you might have this power struggle situation where, you know, you feel the need to up one up them, but be a vulnerable person in the situation. If you feel like, all right, you know what, like it, it may not have been that serious to me. I was just like doing this to try and, you know, do this. And, you know, you know, it, it could have just been petty for whatever reason, but you just be yeah. vulnerable to the situation and understand that you can be the one up. You can be the bigger person. And like I'm telling you, taking advantage of your vulnerability it, it will completely change the way you maneuver your life. Yeah. And yeah. sitting there, you know, uh, continuing to be petty or continuing to hold on to shit mm. does nothing. You're giving what that does is allow thoughts of things you don't like to stay in your head yeah, because you want them to be there yeah. because you want to remember those things. But if you let it go and again, 
this is just a larger topic of mental health at the moment. But again, when you're dealing with those kinds of things and you allow yourself to be vulnerable and say, you know what, like, yo, I don't like how this makes me feel. Mm-hmm. What you've done has made me feel X, Y, and Z. Mm. Or if you get that off your chest, yeah. you know, that, that might not rectify, right, that might not rectify the situation, but at the very least, it removes the onus from you to the other person now. Mm-hmm. Because when you when you sit there and don't say anything about that, you're the only person whose fault it is. Mm-hmm. Because this other person doesn't know. And so for you and the other person's sake to remove basically you feeling that way from yourself to the other person, you you let that person know you've done this to make you feel like that. That's not going to remove everything. But what it allows you to do is like, look, I have now told you, you know, it is, you know, we can now open this dialogue for you to to reach back. Yeah. And again, that doesn't mean X, Y and Z is going to always reach back or you deciding to do that is always going to work out. But that shouldn't mean you know, if the next time the situation arises with a different person, you're going to hold on to that from a previous relationship or previous whatever, previous exchange with a different person, but it's a similar situation, you're going to still hold on to that because it happened to you before, and now you're not going to do the same thing with this person. Yeah, yeah, no. I and that can, and it's gonna it could be stupid. You know, you got into a fight with your boss, and uh, he said whatever, and now, you know, you're facing like a two-month suspension or some shit, but you know you were in the right, and that person retaliated for whatever reason. But, you know, next time your boss you have a different boss and he says something along the same lines and you're ready to go say whatever or bite your tongue because you're like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be petty about it when, you know, you could have said something and improved your work situation. Cause he had no idea, but now you fucked yourself in the ass because you did that, <laughs> yeah. you know, because of how the previous uh, situation, you know, affected you. So you really can't hold on to just, you know, things from a current time or, you know, you can't just hold on to how this one person made you feel. You, got, you have to let all that shit go. You know, you mm-hmm. got to let the shit that hurts go. And yeah. that's what that comes with. You know, holding on, just got to let that shit go at some point. Yeah, yeah no, nah, you got to let that hurt go, bro. Let that hurt go. <laughs> let mm-hmm. that hurt go. Nah, thanks, man. I'm telling you, man. And honestly, yo, spitting game, just a kick game to my fellas out there, bro. Yo, you won't even, you you would be surprised, man. Like, your partner, woman in general, like, they like vulnerability. Like, they really, really do like vulnerability. They like finding the layer that's deeper than the bullshit that sometimes you are trying to sell to everybody else. They don't want to hear that shit. They don't want to, like, get all the fake shit that they can see that, you know, that everybody can see it realistically. Everybody can kind of see it, but, you know, like, the just being real to yourself, man, I'm telling you, you will... You will find new levels and new heights to just right. you know your your day to day existence, man. And within your your you know your um, significant other relationships, uh, within your you know professional relationships, within your personal relationship with friends, even with your family, you know, like like I mean, actually, you know, it's crazy. I didn't even like think about the family aspect. You know, you spoke, you speak about significant other, you speak about friends, but when I look about it, like, and even like you consider the cultural, it's so crazy when I look at my barrier, right? So the cultural aspect of it and then, you know, the familial aspect of it, you know, there's so much levels of vulnerability that has to be masked for cultural reasons. You know what I mean? I can't like be a hundred with my, you know, parents because, you know, for cultural reasons, you have to just view or behave in a certain light. Like that is crazy to me. It's incredibly crazy. And I, you know, I like for anybody I know that's hearing this that you know may be Nigerian and you know I don't want to come off as obviously being too crazy disrespectful to the culture but to me it is one of those things that you know even us ourselves we got to reverse that culture for the next generation 
of Nigerians that, you know, we're going to raise and that we're like pretty much, you know, dining in America right now. Like we got to be more vulnerable with ourselves to just keep it a hundred and, you know, not be, not really adhere to some of the bullshit of just masking a lot of the, the, you know, feelings that we have internally, you know? So, you know, if your, your parents is on some BS, you know, be able to call it out. I'm not going to front. Yeah. You might get your ass beat, but tell them why beating people, beating kids is wrong. I'm not going to front. Like that's something I wish it's, you know, like, I, I, like yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I wish it was something like, and I, no, you know, I don't want to be like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I don't want to be, you know, too crazy. And, and, and it really goes about, back. Right. Like there is a big point about, uh, uh, you know, sensitivity being like a, a family generational thing, you know, mm. or being a cultural thing. Yeah. And you got to be the one to break that cycle. If you yeah. know that you, you are, you know, somebody's mostly intelligent and, you know, can understand, you know, Oh, you know, maybe my family's history of bottling things up or my family's history of being passive aggressive, my family's history of, you know, uh, when we're mad at somebody, we just don't talk to them for like six months at a mm-hmm. time or some shit. If you know and you're like, you know what? I don't agree with any of those things. I think it's poor for our mental health. And you know it's poor for people's mental health. You see how it's poorly affected your family. Be the first one to say something about the shit. Exactly. It's not going to. And it's in all honesty, you got to walk away from knowing when you do that, it's probably not going to be received well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's yeah. all right because it's, mm-hmm. you know your family's gonna be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Because oh. the previous generations do have not had that self awareness to look back on it. You know, it's become mm-hmm. so ingrained. They're not gonna be receptive to it. You know, some families might they might be like, "You know what? That's a good point." Or you know, we should have talked about this because everybody knows it, but we all just kind of brush it aside. Mm-hmm. But either way, you know, if you open up that dialogue channel, whether it's you saying, "You know what?" Then okay, if you're my family's not learning this, then I can only be a certain way with my family because my vulnerability is going to be used in a negative way. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, if it comes positive, then great. And now you can be vulnerable with your family to positive reception. Yeah, no, I, you know, I, it's just so crazy, you know, like when I'm thinking about it now, it's just because it's just like, you know, when you you think about just like making that sacrifice, you know, and I don't want to like use the the phrase, unfortunately, but you do have to be that hero sometimes, you know, really like just, unfortunately make those decisions because you don't want to pass those traits on you know you don't want to be the person that you got to verbally abuse your kid like because you're upset you know you you think about a lot of the the traits that unfortunately you know you get from past generations or just different interactions in general that you may have seen you know you don't like you don't want to pass that stuff on so you want to be very very you know just vulnerable in general with your, your your family you know when you can be and then in general with your kids. So like, you know, when your kids is doing things, you know, I, you know, obviously I'm not a parent yet, but when I am going to be a parent, I'm going to be vulnerable with my kid, you know, try to keep it as a hundred as possible. Don't be this bottled up parent because, you know, I've yeah. seen, like, I just know now, like, you know, now obviously an older age and even my parents have kept it a hundred with me at this point, they know I'm not a kid no more. You know, they've shown me and literally told me what the effects of bottling things up can do to you being an like especially for a male perspective my father just you know told me yo bro like when you just have the weight of your world and the expectation and you know you can't be vulnerable oh my god what it'll just do to your mental and just how you live and you know your grades are gonna come in faster bro you know what i'm saying your grades are gonna come in faster your stress is you know you're saying the lines is gonna come in on your forehead a little bit quicker you know what i'm saying you're gonna age a little bit faster so and, you just, and you that's, that's that. when it comes down to shit like that mental health will affect your physical health oh man it'll kill you bro it will kill you 
it will literally kill you. I am not joking about that shit. Yeah. Like, I can treat it limited experience. Like, the when I have really bad anxiety, like, that shit ruins me for, like, weeks at a time where, like, I can't function the same way because, like, my heart rate or everything about me, I'm just, like, wired. Like, everything. Mm -hmm. Like, I get less sleep. Now I'm running on, like, two, three hours of sleep trying to go about my day, do X, Y, and Z. Or you have people that, you know, they bottle shit up, sit, drink. It turns into alcoholism. Boom. Now, because of that, that's, you know, because of your mental health and you not being able to express that or you not getting that shit off your chest, you've now resorted to alcoholism and that kills you. Or, you know, that stress literally manifests itself into like a fucking heart attack or something. Like it could it could mm-hmm. be anything. Like yeah, it's not man. unheard of. Oof. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's crazy. Yeah, Like when you really just, I'm telling you, you really got to just consider your mortality sometimes. Understand, man. Just be vulnerable. Keep a hundred. Be transparent. You know, live life in love, and you know, you you will really, really benefit from it. Yeah. And really, that you know, what we're all trying to talk about is, please, if you can, go see a licensed therapist, psychologist, something. Yeah. Because it's more that's the than next just, level to it. Yeah. Real, it's, really, it's honestly, more it's than the, talking so, to your friends yeah. more or talking to your family more. It's more than that. Mm. You know, it's how shit has affected you in the past. You know, it's it's about, you know, there's a stigma around mental health and especially with guys, you know, like I don't need no this. I don't need no, no, you do. You do need the shit yeah. because it, it's the, the professional help allows you, you know, another perspective. You know, there's the, everything that's affected you in your life has, you know, affected you mentally. It's shaped how you think about things. Just like when an athlete, you know, Paul George blew his knee, he need physical rehabilitation for his, you know, need to work again. And for him to jump, think of it as mental health having a checkup, you know, like you, mm. you're you trying to fix the damage that it's had. It's like, you know, you're trying to play with one arm tied behind your back if you're only seeing half the picture. Once mm. you can start to deconstruct and with the use of professional help, understand like, holy shit, you know, like it's it's oh, what I dealt with as a kid or getting hit as a kid has now made me, you know, this is why I avoid conflict or something because I know like I'm going to get punched in the face or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it could it could be everything about, you know. So you have to talk about the shit and it's more than, you know, it has to be somebody that's trained to do this shit, please. Yeah, no, for sure. Honestly. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. No, no, honestly, I was, honestly, I think we realistically wrapped up my topic on vulnerability. I know like, you know, it was really my topic, but that was really, you know, I kind of just wanted to get that off the chest. Like, you know what I'm saying? Really kind of just, you know, chop into that because it was really, it really eats at me. You know, sometimes when I feel like, you know, like you, and I'll see that thread, for instance. And then I, like me, I want to fire off a tweet. I'm a very, very vocal guy. You know me. So the yeah. first thing I'm thinking is, let me fire off a tweet. But then sometimes I'm like thinking my vulnerability, like, oh, wait, maybe I shouldn't be this vulnerable because I don't want to sometimes, like, I don't want people to perceive me for being over vulnerable, like too vulnerable about this situation. I don't want anybody to perceive me a certain type of way. But sometimes it's like, nah, it should just be honest. Like, be vocal about the situation. Nah, bros, y'all could be vulnerable. F what they saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, guys are, you know, like, if guys are going to be guys about this situation, then it shouldn't be that, like, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Like, you know what I'm saying? And if guys look at me in a different type of way, then they look at me a different type of way. Like, I, you know, hey, you lose your cool points. It is what it is, but... It's whatever. Fuck being cool, man. Like, that shit is so dumb. You know, you're trying to portray yourself a certain way. You're the coolest nigga on earth. Who gives a shit? Like, who honestly gives a shit? What what does it do trying to exhaust yourself mentally, portraying somebody that you are actually not? It's so much work. 
Just, no, that's a fact. Why, why are you placing unnecessary stress on yourself? Like, I try to be in the same vein. I, I don't consciously think about it, but, I, you know, I just tell people what it is. And, of course, yeah. that comes with a certain level of discretion. Like, some people do it and you're really being an asshole. Like, oh, I'm just honest. Like, no, mm. that's, that's a fucking lie. Like, if my man's got bad breath, you're being an asshole by telling that shit out loud to everybody on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. If you're keeping it real, you pull your man to the side and be like, yo, bro, you should get some gum because yeah. your breath is kicking and, you know, I'm trying to make sure you get money. No, yeah, That's like, how you keep it 100 with no, people. No, that's how you keep it 100 with people. Like, but you're still honest. You know, you read the situation and say, I could be vulnerable. I'm going to tell this person exactly how I feel. But <laughs> I'm going to do it with just them around because they're the only ones that need to listen to this. No, nah, that's a fact, honestly. That really, really is a fact. Because even me, and I guess to this situation, it wasn't even that, like, I was nervous about how people perceive me cool-wise. But it's more of like, you know what, you don't, it's, you know, kind of how you see a conversation, you don't even want to flow to the timeline because it's not even yeah. that people going to tell me or, like, directly, or like, because obviously, you know, people are not realistic or real enough yeah. to directly tell people how they feel. But you're definitely going to get the quote subtweets. It's going to be about the same shit you just retweeted. Mm-hmm. You're the only person that just brought it on your timeline. But yeah. then all of a sudden, it's the topic of conversation that's quoted by, like, 10 other people. And yeah. they, you know, just so might be quoting it about what you were saying. So I, I just don't even want that. I just, you know, just, you know, yeah, that, it's, alone, it's, unfortunately, I just thought, yeah. hey, you know, what? bring it to the podcast. We could chop it up for an hour and, and, yeah. and let the, you know, let the people decide, man. Let the, yeah. the, the fans kind of like just chime in. Let us know. You know what you think about it, and then what y'all? Yeah, please do. do. It. Like, if you listen to this, like, and you know, whenever you listen to us, just like hit us up. Just like tag us in the shit and yeah. tag the pod. Uh, mm-hmm. on Twitter. If you're on Twitter or you're on Instagram, just tag Instagram. us in the shit. If you make a story yeah. talking about it, whatever, just tag us because like I'm genuinely interested. And I you know want to hear people. And yeah. even if you don't agree with us, tell us why mm-hmm. or you know whatever, and you know we'll have a conversation about the shit. If you're receptive, if you're like okay, I kind of get what you're saying, but you know, or like what do you mean by this? Fact, but if you're gonna fact. be an asshole about it, you'd be like, no, fuck all that. Then please, yeah, yeah. It's fair. I'm just gonna look at your shit and just be like, okay. <laughs> Word. I'm like, um, get this man some help. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but um, yeah, but yes, I please guess, go to therapy, Jesus. Yeah, go to therapy, please. I'm a hundred percent dead ass about this because I, yeah. I need to find a therapist again because yeah. my mental health, like you know, it's you can't do it by yourself, and that's what it comes down to. Don't be yeah. stubborn. You need help, and this is that other person, and, and it is a hassle. I'm not gonna lie, like trying to find a therapist, like because mm. you know, it's not just oh, I found the person. Now you got to meet with them, find out if you know they. You know, I hate to use this word, but if you guys vibe, together. yeah, no, honestly, I was gonna <laughs> say know, the same thing, bro. I was, I, I, I didn't want to like trivialize it, but I was gonna say the same thing, like, bro. Honestly, I, I really, I kind of want uh, to, to go to a therapist because I would just feel like overall it's just go. gonna help me. Like, I you speak, go to a physical, right? You go to a physical for a checkup once a year. Why not do it mentally? Yeah, you Even might if you're look, in yeah. the best state of your life, just go and have a conversation. Yeah, no, I honestly, I think it would be good for me. And I think it's just going to allow me to learn more, period, about the, like, not even just the human mind, but I'm saying my mind in general, just how I think, just everything you said about it is just, okay, this is what happened when I was young. So this is why I, I am who I am. Like, this is just, I, I really would like to just know so much more about myself and I just feel like sometimes exactly. allowing myself to get that information off to somebody yo look man you you literally have a profession to hear these things all the time like you just have an understanding that, that I just don't understand or that I, I don't have I want to hear your your understanding and just like have a better knowledge of myself and you know like yeah. you know I think just like you said you know vibing with the person is going to be important so like 
you know, it's kind of like doctors. Like, I know I have an eye doctor. I go to the eye doctor, you know, it is what it is. But, bro, like, he, he'll tell me some shit or I'll be disclosing, like, you know, my concerns. And, you know, like, I'm, I won't feel like he has the same level of concern. I definitely don't want that with somebody that I'm telling my life to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you you really that. need to, like, all right, yo, this therapist, you don't want them to be your friend, actually, because I did. You don't. Yeah, right. you don't want them to be your certain- friend. Right. There's a certain level of, again, you have to realize you are paying them. Mm-hmm. So it is a professional transaction. That's a current professional mm-hmm. relationship. You can Definitely be more cool like with comfort. your therapist. Yeah. yeah. Because in all honesty, you know, you're telling them everything, you know, you're telling them mm-hmm. probably what you tell most other people. So they're going to know you a lot more intimately. But what changes that is that you don't know a lot about them per se. You know, yeah. They're here just to help you. You know, yeah. They just want to hear about you. It's not an equal exchange and you're only seeing them in that setting. But yeah. that's not to say you don't want to find like for me personally, I, I need, you know, I, I'm so, you know, like women have been the backbone of why I'm a better person. Mm-hmm. And so I naturally gravitate to having these kinds of conversations with women. So I have to find a woman therapist, you know, mm-hmm. and I hate to, you know, tie into the bigger point. What I said earlier that men lean on women for a lot of emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, that's that's what I feel most comfortable with. Yeah, like, I, you know, it's so I've funny. had women therapists, and they just have been like the best people. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, you—it's so funny you actually that you speak exactly on the type of therapist you were looking at. Because I was gonna say, you know, just thinking about it, do you like know what kind of therapist that you think that you would go for? And I honestly, I, I don't know, like, because I was actually reading um a, a random person on my Twitter. She was like talking about you know how like that you know she doesn't want to be friends with a therapist cuz she actually had a similar experience in the past where you know they just it wasn't that they got too buddy buddy but it was just kind of like you know the therapist could definitely over it's too much resonation with what she was saying you know what i mean she overfelt mm-hmm. what she was saying and like you know it just definitely became more of like a friendship and it felt like yeah. the therapist was telling her what she wanted to hear sometimes too much which is like, yeah. you know, you definitely don't want that. So I always saying like, you, don't want that. you know, it's, on, some, yeah, it's... on some comical shit, like, unfortunately, I know like, you know, I just probably, it can't be some black guy. It probably got some, be some white guy. That's just like completely different. Nah, like, you know what? But it is to have a conversation be, with, honestly. Yeah, it's got to like, be like an age gap, personally. Yeah. Like a big age gap. Like, I don't want nobody in like their 30s. Yeah. Just because I'm like, yeah, just because I'm like, I, I want somebody with like a decent amount of life experience. Like, mm. in all honesty, I would love like, like a 40 year old black woman. Like yeah. 43, 44 year old black. Now, you know what? Actually, like, you know, you, you do make a good point. I was going to say, like, for me, it would be like this is a couple of like ranges, I guess I would say. For me, it would be like a 60 year old black man, I think is the only, like, I do like. For me, it's got to yeah. be like, yeah, because I feel like, you know what it is? I feel like these are reputations of like authoritative figures. Yes. So, like, when you hear them tell you something, you're going to be like, okay, I will do that. Yeah, they just come <laughs> off as very wise to me, too. And yeah, like, right? Yeah, like, like, when they tell you something, they're not talking out their ass. You're like, yeah. you know what? Okay, nah. He's... It's like, it's powerful words. And when they just open their yes. mouth, like, you just, your mind is absorbing <laughs> knowledge. This is going to etch into the stone tablet in your mind. So I'm like, <laughs> that's oh, exactly yeah, no, like, like so, like an elderly black man, woman, you know, like I, I think you, I do resonate with the the mid thirty year old to like early forties, like you know, I would say like you know, just like I said, I, I would say like a white guy. I don't know if I would necessarily resonate with a black guy, just because I feel like I would see too much of like myself in them, and to me, it gets too personal at that point and too friendly. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, all different for different people. Like some people, yeah. like you know. Obviously, me, I want like a closer relationship 
with like you know like dealing with like okay race and it has to be a woman for these more intimate reasons yeah as opposed to no i need this to be like colder you know i need to not have any relation to you because you know i need to separate my entire life when i talk to you you don't need yeah. to remind me of anybody or whatever yeah no i would enjoy it. i would definitely enjoy it. I, I honestly do typically see like because i do just like kind of like you said i feel like woman like woman like doctors, whether it's nurses, you know, psychiatrists, therapists, like whatever field they're in, they're typically like just easier, like, I don't know, easier on the mind. I don't know. Like you're just comfortable with them. There's something that's just comfortable for me. I don't know personally about you go to the, to see help and it's like a woman there. Like I can be a hundred percent transparent with you. I trust you to just not lie to me. I don't know, bro. I'll just be honest with you. My eye doctor nah, you're guy, 100% right. and, you know, so, and I just don't believe a word that comes out of the group. <laughs> no, I feel like he just uses me. It's for yeah. money. Like I, it's just, no, it's just foul, man. Punk. Like I swear, he he was insinuating that I was crazy one time. Like it's just foul, man. I was just like, bro, wow. like I need to find me like a, a, a woman because like honestly, no, the only doctor I had. A, uh-huh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I was just gonna say like you know what's uh, wild like. Like I think the last time like I went to a physical like it was a, it was a male doctor like because it was just like one of like I go to a place it's like a clinic so or you know they have like rotating stable like I could get mm-hmm. like if when I have a serious problem then I go to this one woman but mm-hmm. most of the time it's just like random the guy's like oh hey how you doing and like you know I'm like oh yeah I'm feeling this he's like yep okay sure all right. And it was just like this motherfucker. I'm like, yo, I know this nigga just going through one ear out the other, bro. He's not even paying attention to me. He she just want me to get the fuck out of here so we could go to lunch. Like it just felt like mm-hmm. so cold with that dude. Mm-hmm. But then, like the another time I went, and it was a woman, and she just felt like so receptive. She's like, oh, okay, well, I had, so all right, we'll sign you up for this. We'll do this. And I was like, oh, okay, thank you. Meanwhile, my man's just mad cold. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, and I don't know why that's a thing. I mean, but. You know, it is what it is. I think, you know, because at the end of the day, guys, sometimes it's just guys. I could imagine some of these doctors. And, you know, actually, it's it's funny. Like, actually, Shola did tell me because he is good friends with his doctors, surprisingly, because they're closer uh-huh. in age. And yeah. I think, you know, actually, not that he was closer in age, but I think his doctor was one of his clients at um, Hermes. So what ended up happening is that he was telling me the story with the doctor. And it's just kind of it's like he felt like, too, with him, it was just like, yo, they became too buddy-buddy. It was like, I remember I went to the gym with him once and he said this doctor was there and he was just like, we were coming out the gym and they were just like chopping it up, bro. And it was just like, he said he just didn't feel like like it was a professional relationship anymore. Right. Some of that has has to be strictly professional. Yeah. Because it's a level of objectivity. Yeah, no, for sure. That you have to have, you know? Uh Uh-huh, no. And, and, you know, like, I think like- they are people too, you know? Yeah, we are, exactly. Biases and whatnot. Yeah, you know, like, and I just feel like, you know what, I think my 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 issue, I think with that, in, like, overall engagement, when I saw it, I was just like, bro, it just looks like, yo, they could just hop on Call of Duty later and play video games, like, just shoot the shits. Like, this dude is, like, supposed to be saving my life one day, but, like, you know, the next day he's supposed yeah. to be giving me serious information. Like, I don't know. You know, so, like, I, I think know? that's yeah, why it's important to have that gap for sure. And it's like, because you could also have... um Let's see, like, you know, your your friend is a cop and suddenly you committed a crime or like if you're a cop and your friend committed a crime, that's a better example. If your mm-hmm. friend was a cop, they committed, uh, you're you're a cop. Jesus Christ. Why no, I, 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 I You know what I'm trying to say? So yeah. my man, boom, it comes out, he like robbed a bank. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, I know him. He would never do that. Mm-hmm. You've lost the objectivity be, and you can't do your job as well because now you've tangled up with, you know, 
the person yeah. yeah exactly yeah. so you just yeah you got to keep it professional with with a lot of this shit because it's a, it's a extremely fucking important because you need that objectivity when it comes to dealing with you you need somebody to tell you what you not what you need to hear and nothing less than yourself they need to tell you exactly what's going on no nah, for sure 2020 like once this corona should clear out and I'm allowed outside I'm definitely going to get me a therapist for sure like somebody Do just told me one time a week one time a week. That's it. And you know, you put it on your own schedule, but we are seriously advocating uh, advocating for mental health. You know, find yeah. who you need or want, somebody in your area or whatever, if you want to travel. Some people, and if you yeah. don't want to go see them, it's the future, you yeah. know? So y'all could do calls. Some people do calls. Some people do uh, like webcam therapy sessions. However, mm. whatever makes you feel comfortable, please. It is life-changing if you find the right therapist and you go to it for an extended period of time. And also, if you know you happen to lose touch with your therapist because, you know, life is lifing about, <laughs> then, you know, that you have built a solid foundation to continue what you guys have, you know, discussed about. And you don't have to discuss that shit with anybody outside, too. You know, yeah, it's, it's, nah, the privilege. it's the privilege. It's the client and the psychiatrist privilege. So the patient. Yeah. What is a patient? Uh, yeah, doctor? it's like patient doctor privilege or something like that. Yeah, doctor patient. Yeah. But anyway, so you have that privilege. Like if somebody asks you like, oh, how did it go? You could be like, it was cool. Or you can absolutely say nothing. You could be mm-hmm. like, well, I don't really have to say anything. Yeah, so no, you, you have that complete freedom. Vulnerable with one person if you want to and shun, you know, shut out the rest of the world. But I'm pretty sure as you go to therapy, you will learn, you know, a little bit about opening up to other people. Mm-hmm. No, nah, we're not for sure. Like, no, nah, honestly, like, like this overall, man, therapy, like, it's just gonna, I, I could imagine it's really just gonna allow you to just really just find new depths, not only to yourself. And I, I hate to just feel like go on that deep end. I don't want to sound woke on that, but you really will find depths to yourself. And, you know, I, I can't wait. Like, honestly, when I do start it, because it's something that you, you know, you always say like you're gonna do it, but I know for sure, like, and I'm just, kind of thinking about it right now and that's kind of why i'm spewing on it a little bit right here it's gonna stop spewing in a second here but uh you know it, it really can help you i could imagine find just different depths to yourself and i can't wait to really get my ass in there yeah and, and really so please just go to therapy unload. wash your hands stay safe because mm-hmm. all of this shit is crazy but yeah like yeah. work on your health and it's like and you know once you get there advocate for other people you know to do the same thing when you you know because it's going to be somebody it could be us who helped you finally get therapy but if it's not us you know whoever does then you you know you pay it forward you know that's that's how you break these kinds of cycles you know someone helps you you help the next person in the same situation boom and if everyone keeps that chain going it will you know the world will be a better place nah facts bro so so all that shit matters so, uh, well, you've seen Dame and uh, Bron on uh, IG earlier this <laughs> The king with yo. the transitions, zishes, zishes. Uh, Bron. Oh, man. Yo, Bron was looking crazy. Yeah, yo, he nah, just like, been lying to us like he could not have grown the full beard. I was, yeah, like, nah, I was actually what? shocked. Like, I, I yeah, had I to, like, like triple take at that photo because I was just kind of like, like, yo. Perkins? No, nah, dude, dead serious, like, really had the full beard. Like, he, I thought it was James Harden so. Somebody nah. like Umar Johnson. Nah, he need to come through and, and rock that through definitely for next season though. Like, yeah, you know, when nah, we do I, come I, back. Yo, big beard Braun, that should be fire. That would be fly. I know right now the, the horse competition is supposed to be going on right now. I don't even I wasn't gonna tune in, but I can't even imagine how that was gonna go. Like I heard it's it, it's looking pretty bad though from the timeline. That's what they're telling because me. Because 
what are you gonna have to have a camera? You're gonna have to have access to a court. Yeah, and then two live cameras. You have to watch the other person do the thing and then run back to their phone and be like, oh, okay, it's your turn. And yeah. then you watch them your tiny little fucking screen do it, and then you do it, but then now it's gonna be televised and it's just gonna look so stupid. So yeah, uh, you know, shout outs to uh the the sport, all the sport uh um, I guess sport organizations, sport corporations for doing their best during coronavirus to but that you know provide it. us, but that shit ain't it. Yeah, please just leave. Yo, throw the reruns. Give us go uh, to reruns, bro. Yo, put on classic reruns. Yo, game and the seven. Michael Jordan documentary gonna be fire. Put the Definitely. game seven block of LeBron up. Like, yo, yep. do something else. Yep. Kyrie Irving game seven hit. Like, come on, like Play classic games. If you do like a team a day mm-hmm. or like a team a week or whatever, you play like each team's like ten most classic or 20 most historical games mm-hmm. i'll watch the fuck out that yeah like that stuff would be like, way man, more interesting makes you appreciate basketball so much more we so watch, much like, more games, interesting you know? yeah like i'm trying to see some like mid 2000s with the the we believe warriors i'm talking you know uh um uh, baron davis baron davis like here steven jackson, jackson. Yes, like, yo. i'm trying to see shit like that with those teams of those guys that like history is forgotten Nah, facts, bro. Like, but yo, yeah, I'm see some Steve Francis games. Steve yo. Francis like, games, yeah. Like, Steve franchise, like, come on. Nah, I mean they've been doing a good job though. I'm not gonna yeah, give yeah. them too hard of a job. I'm kind of like trolling them right now. I mean, um, I could only give them a hard time because there's no precedent. So yeah, yeah you're true. winging it, guys. They're just fucking winging it, and I, yeah. I, can't, I really can't be mad at that. Yeah, at least they moved up the MJ doc. I know that's coming out soon. So I think it's tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? Oh wow, bro! I thought it was like the nineteenth or something for some reason. I hope or it's tomorrow. It's no, you might be right. Actually, I, I really do not know. But um, that shit is fire. What else? I don't think there's anything else really going on in the world today. Let's see. Hold on, Michael let's see here. Jordan. Shooting this shit, the Michael Jordan doc. Oh, April nineteenth. You're right. April nineteenth. Wow, I have a good photographic memory. I know. I just seen the shit in the trailer. That's why. This is gonna be uh, wild. Twenty yeah. hours. Fucking Michael Jordan and the Bulls. What? That's a I can't wow. Wait for them to tell us, like, Mike was in the fucking locker room. Like, y'all, let's get this wow, it's going to be multiple parts, and I did not know it was going to be 20 Ten hours. Parts, bro. 10 parts. Jesus, Louise. That's why it's like, yo, this is it. This is like the expose on the team and Mike. Wow, they, that means this is everybody. Oh, no. oh, They're going to be like, yo, Mike fought us the day before the finals or some shit yeah. and beat the whole team up or they, something. The, the, the flu game? Let's talk about it's the Hennessy game. That's what they're gonna the say. Henny it's game. The Henny like, game. Mike can have no flu, man. We went out to the strip club the night before. Mike got so fucking. That dude got so lit, man. He was so lit up. We thought there was no way this dude could come back. Dude came back. How much he had? I don't know. Probably like 30, 40. Yeah, like 40 something, I think. <laughs> yeah. Probably had like but yo, imagine, and then that's why Scotty, because he was like, yo, you a crazy motherfucker, yo. You really came, <laughs> you really came to this game. Yo, <laughs> yeah. Like that. Yo, that's why he was holding him, yo, in the picture. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yo, that's funny. Uh, oh, yeah, 38-7-5-3-1. Wow. Three, four, yeah. He, he, he's kind of just the GOAT. Yep, there's not really much of a question about it. There's not much of a question about that. Um, IG Live battles. I know, yeah, I know kind of we definitely went in depth about it. You're not, you haven't watched really, but... Um, any catalogs that you pretty much have seen going up against each other that is interesting, anything like that, or anyone that you uh, might want to see? Um, 
I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Um, oof. I don't know. I want to see Wayne go against somebody, but I don't know who. That would be fire, actually. Wayne would be fire. You know, like uh, Wayne is the blueprint for a lot of newer rappers. Yeah, and like Wayne. Dude, Wayne I think his, Wayne his music really kind of has a, a bit of, not timelessness, but I think the direction of today's sound brings it into like a resurgence. Like you can play Lil Wayne stuff amongst today's stuff and it kind of, you know, fit right in. So I like shit like that when it, you know, like we talked about with Three Six Mafia, like a lot of their shit is, you know, the sound of Blueprint of today. So like, you know, that shit, would, it, it fits in with today's shit. So I love when that happens. Like the sound comes back and you're like, oh, this shit is hot again. Mm-hmm. So I would mm-hmm. like to see yeah, somebody like that. I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't even really know. Honestly, I was just kind of like firing the question in there, to be honest. Dipset like, versus Dipset versus um the locks. The locks that would be fire. Dipset I'm versus just trying to uh, New York it up. Dipset versus G Unit that would be a cool little Oof. quick mix, mini mix. Type it would trip. really just be on uh, G Unit was worldwide. Yeah, at least nationwide. Yeah, I love Dipset to death. But yeah. that G Unit guy. But I would I would see that one too. Nah, um, yeah, it would be a couple of fire ones. On what about like record labels? Yeah. I would see some record labels shit like just line up on like the people from hits on that record label. Nah, yeah, word. That would be a fact. That would be hard too, actually. I want to see uh the 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 uh actually the uh eternal showdown that used to we used to debate for hours on that shit like in high school fucking young money versus good music and magic so like oh shit that would be crazy that would be a crazy yo son that would be incredible actually when you think about it that would be wild that's essentially what Wayne Drake Nicki versus like Kanye Pusha like Sean like. Like really elite artists, like really, really elite artists with elite track. Scott Travi. Yeah, Scott. Oh man, yeah. When you start to think about them, because they're technically from that tree too. Man. Man, Yeah, nah, that would be nuts. Yeah, but I guess like I said, I I didn't really tune into any battles though this week, so I don't know. I've been off that too. I think now you know what you see the uh, the milking of it. You know what I mean? It was cool at first, but now it's milked. For sure. Yeah. You know, like, it is now, the thing to I'm do. Like, okay, you know? it's cool. But again, like, you know, you're just like the Primo one. I saw clips of it. I was like, all right, I probably should have tuned into that with my whole old head ass. Like, that's how yeah. I listened. That probably would have like, been fire. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, okay, that was cool. But people were just like, yo, the sound quality is terrible. And I'm like, all right, I don't want to see. That's that exactly that. why you don't want to tune in. Like, <laughs> as video. Like, yeah. Tuning in to uh, DJ playing the music for him to open his mouth so that the you know the algorithm of the microphone picks up the voice over the music so it's chopping in and out and it's terrible. Yeah. Nobody wants to listen to that, you know. Damn, like, some fucking two megabit connection and shit. Yeah, like I've I've honestly done a lot of the rewatches through YouTube and I found that what I end up doing is that I end up stopping the songs like while they're playing the battle song to go listen to the song on YouTube. Uh, reminisce the song and then i go back yeah. to the you know it ends up being pointless honestly sometimes it would be better if they just made a play <laughs> yeah to me i don't know they gotta be a way to hook it up i mean i don't know in my idea you'd have to like restream it out you'd have to like yeah. stream it into something with good quality and then like restream that feed to instagram live yeah. i don't know how you do that or I they just need or to have maybe, a better you know, what? You know like, what it is instagram needs to be on a computer yeah, or, or maybe is, I wonder if there's a way to capture, like maybe do plug the uh, iPhone into a capture card or something. 
because you know you know how you can plug essentially like a phone into like an hdmi port to to put visuals if you can capture into the computer then maybe it captures both video and audio it would the application would have to be allowed to i guess read that information yeah no i mean this software that has it like i know for streaming i use obs and for capture cards no i mean the the iphone would have to the phone would have to now yeah yeah, i I think that's what i'm actually speculating mentally i don't know i guess that was the question i guess it would be whatever a camera application would have to know like okay or are we using this footage Damn, so look at know. the range, yo. Look at the range. The tech the talk, range. yo. The Twitch, yo. Oh, my gosh, yo. Right. Touch <laughs> oh, the City shit. podcast, bro. Touch the City podcast. I don't know. I, I think that would be it. If you, yeah. It would have to, like, know, like, okay. Because you know how it would be, like, enable camera, microphone access, because it knows those devices are there. It would now, iPhones would have to have desktop caliber shit to know, like, oh, you've plugged in something else. I think they that's do. Third, that that sounds then, just a third-party software. Yeah. That sounds like that's it, all it is. It, it just, the software, I think, needs to be bolstered to know i think it would be the os needs to be bolstered to be able to read information from something else and know oh not only is this a, a video this is like happening right now on this and can be screen captured and what would you like to do with that screen capture mm-hmm. so however they could figure that out they probably could but that's always like the honestly the easier solution is just either put it on like an ipad or put it on eh, not an ipad put it on like a computer because if you go on instagram you could only log in it's a really light website i think you'd have to make instagram an application for like computers and then it could be just like an obs thing yeah because like i mean when you consider because what they're doing is that they're just doing it through their um their social Phone. media vend their outlets oh yeah but they can do what they're doing on twitch they can do what they're doing they on do youtube with, the better, the, with the way better audio, audio setups with direct audio to stream so that the quality is literally coming out at least at a a, a, a proper you know audible yeah. rate you know like they they're just doing it through Instagram because they literally have two million people plugged into their following list that it goes yeah. out to at one time. You know, they, again, there's no way to transition that, unfortunately, straight up to Twitch that, you know, OK, like, I mean, you could do a swipe up and then they, they can just go straight there and watch it live. But, you know, at the same time, it just switches things. But like, I don't know. It, it is a. Uh, it's yeah. It, it's logistics. It is, you know, We're I doing their job work. for them. They, they're going to be listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think most people honestly don't even give a shit about that. Like yeah. you have us and you have us in the group. That's like, nah, if you really want to do this, do this right. But yeah. other people are kind of like, you know, like you said, reminisce. They just tune in. They're like, oh, I remember this song. Oh, that was cool. You see some funny comments. You're like, ha ha. And yeah. then you go, it's like a show. Mm. So like the comments are like the audience or whatever. And you're watching, you're on stage. It's like, you know, with your friends watching some shit. Yeah. yeah. Nah, I don't yeah. know. They'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Fuck them, yo. You want these ideas? Pay us. You pay feel us, me? facts, yo. Hit the line. Touch the city the podcast. Line. TTC. We'll, we'll make this bitch an LLC if we need to. Feel yeah. Me? At touch the city podcast this- at Gmail because we're G's, you know? Right. Respect my conglomerate. Respect my conglomerate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. oh, man. Well, that is it for us today. Yeah, definitely. Thank How long are we in? We in, what, what, 126 in? 126. Oh, my God, so- bro. We really, we really talk, uh, talked to our motherfuckers' ears off today. Thank y'all for tuning in. Seriously, um, like we said, hit our line if when you're listening to this, you know about uh, the the male vulnerability, masculinity, the idea of you know sensitivity. Yeah, definitely hit our line about that. Um, 
you know, let like us I know said, like your struggles. You know, I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off. Right. No, 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 no. Inter- interjective, yeah. but you know, let us like know. You know where you struggle with it. You know, any stories of just you know where you know you you you've struggled with it. At least maybe even a professional setting, familial setting. You know, whether it's in your relationships and you know it's just how you are learning to cope with it, deal with it. You know, and just you know just like better yourself as a person. Just learn your true self. Like feel free to just drop that on us, man. I love hearing yeah, your I'm, feedback I'm on our pod. Yeah, I love that shit, please. Mm-hmm. So, but anyways, y'all be safe in these parts. Be please. healthy. Practice social distancing again. Mm-hmm. Wash your hands, get some gloves, get some masks if you can. Um, you know, stay productive in your own idea of productivity. Or do mm-hmm. whatever it is you can do to keep your mental health intact. We love y'all. I love you, bro. Yes, sir. Love you, kid. Love you, that's, kid. That's the king right, right there. Right there. So, that's my king right there. That's the king right. right here. My dog right here, bro. All right, my yo, that's that's my roadie. <laughs> my roadie. My, my roadie. My woadie. My woadie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Anyway, y'all be safe. Be safe, y'all. Be safe, y'all.